Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Worship with Paisley St George's. Isn't it lovely to see the sun streaming in through the windows? What a beautiful morning. We may not all be gathered in the same building, but at this time, when we need each other so much, we're invited to worship together from where we are, knowing, knowing that God can hear us all and can blend even distant voices into one song of worship. This morning, we will celebrate the sacrament of the Last Supper. If you are here in the building, you should already have a little cup with your wine and your wafer or bread in it. If you're at home, you may want to get yourself some bread and wine or biscuit and juice so that later in the worship, we can join in this wonderful feast. The intimations are in the order of service. There'll be a retiring collection today for the Disasters Emergency Committee Appeal for Afghanistan. There is a note there about safeguarding training for volunteers. So if you are volunteering and you've not received any safeguarding training, please contact Jean as soon as possible. In the intimations, the men's breakfast is there. But because of the COVID rules and regulations, unfortunately, that cannot go ahead because as far as we can gather, nothing will change before the 24th of January. And there's no guild meeting tomorrow evening. The next guild meeting will be Monday the 31st at 2 p.m. Again, the exercise classes will be later depending on the COVID situation. It is, as we all know, a movable feast, shall we say. It's hard to know from one day to another what the rules will be, but we try our very best to follow these and to keep one another as safe as we can. I have a number of additional intimations. It is with sadness that I intimate the death of one of our elders, Marge Donald. Marge served faithfully as an elder for almost 30 years. Her funeral will take place at Woodside on Thursday, the 27th of January at 3.30 p.m. The funeral of the late Alice McGrattan will take place here in the church at 11.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 20th of January, and thereafter to Hawkhead Cemetery. And the funeral of the late Mary Tyre will take place at Woodside Crematorium on Friday, the 28th of January, at 3.30 p.m. Would you please keep all of the families in your prayers? These are all the intimations. It's time to celebrate. Come, see Jesus who delights us, the one who delights in us, the one whose miraculous grace can change us into something beautiful. Let's worship God by singing very appropriately Hymn 623, here in this place, new light is streaming. Hymn number 623. Yeah. 
And now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we have gathered in this space and in our homes to worship you and praise you. Some of us have left the quiet solitude of our homes, seeking to find you in the friendship of others. Some of us have left our noisy, busy homes, seeking to find you in the peace of this place. Some of us have remained at home, too old or frail to leave. Some of us may be ill and some self-isolating. It doesn't matter, Lord, whether we are here or there, for we know that you are with us. You are with us in the silence. You are with us in the voice of friend or stranger. Lord God, Father and Mother, creator of all, it is winter, at times sunlit, at times damp and dreary. And yet, when we look closely, there are signs of new life, the green shoots of spring bulbs pushing through the dark soil, the catkins on the hazel, new life. New life is what you offer us through Jesus Christ, your son, who showed us how to live and love, who died on the cross for us and is raised to eternal life with you. Your Holy Spirit breathes new life into us, strengthening us, empowering, comforting us as we journey through life. Your Spirit enables us to live life more fully, to serve you more willingly. And yet, Lord God, despite all that you have done for us and all that you do for us, we confess that the daily grind consumes us. We struggle to see beyond the needs of day-to-day -day life. We don't lift our eyes to heaven for inspiration, let alone miracle. We are changed, chained to earthly demands. So forgive us, Lord, for our lack of faith and imagination. We look to you for transformation. Forgive us for failing to open our minds to the miracles of living. Open our eyes, change our thinking and understanding. Come, Lord, transform our way of being where the ordinary becomes extraordinary for Jesus' sake. Lord God, we thank you for giving us for when we forget, when in the midst of cares and woes we forget what you can do. Thank you for surprising us at such times. Lord, by forgiving us when we've forgotten what it is to go astray in thought and attitude as well as deeds. Our minds bogged down in the murk of anxiety about our needs and wants. You surprise us with a reminder of your presence, generous in your grace, your loving and your giving, just like Jesus at the wedding in Cana. Lord, who transforms water into wine, thank you for your transforming power in our lives. Lord, hear us now as we pray together in Jesus' words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We continue in our worship by singing from the Little Blue Book, number 78, Come On and Celebrate. So number 78, Come On and Celebrate. morning. Our Bible reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John. John chapter 2, reading from verse 1 to verse 11. Reading from John's Gospel. Two days later, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also among the guests. The wine gave out, so Jesus' mother said to him, they have no wine left. He answered, that is no concern of mine. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. There were six stone water jars standing there, of the kind used for Jewish rites of purification, each held from 20 to 30 gallons. <clears throat> Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Now draw some off, he ordered, and take it to the master of the feast. And they did so. 
The master tasted the water now turned into wine, not knowing its source, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. He hailed the bridegroom and said, Everyone else serves the best wine first and the poorer only when the guests have drunk freely, but you have kept the best wine till now. So Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee the first of the signs which revealed his glory and led his disciples to believe in him. May God bless this reading from his holy word. Amen. Thank you, Margaret. We continue in our worship in our next hymn. Our next hymn tells of Jesus, our light, our love, our joy. We sing hymn number 336, Christ is our light. Hymn 336. morning in the passage that Margaret read for us, we heard of the first of Jesus' many miracles, the wedding at Cana. Cana of Galilee is a village near to Nazareth, and as we heard, there was a wedding feast held there. And it seems as if Mary, Jesus' mother, had something to do with the arrangements. And so, obviously, she was worried when the wine ran out. Just think, you have some responsibility for organising a big celebration. And suddenly, there's not enough wine. At that time, wedding festivities often lasted for more than a day. Now, maybe some extra folks turned up, or maybe the folks that were there were just having such a good time that more wine was drunk than was budgeted for. No matter, the wine ran out. And for a Jewish feast, wine was essential. The rabbis said that without wine, there is no joy. 
and hospitality in the Middle East was and is a sacred duty. And for the provisions to fail at the wedding feast, well, that would be a dreadful humiliation for the bride and groom and their families. So Mary turned to her son. She turned to Jesus saying, they have no wine left. Now, Mary obviously trusted Jesus for she told the servants, do what he tells you. And as we heard, Jesus told the servants to fill six stone jars with water. Now, these weren't little jars. These were big, probably bigger than me. The jars were filled, and as we heard, the water was turned into wine. Turned into wine, not just cheap plonk, but the very, very best of wines. The first miracle of Jesus, and it took place at a wedding. And Jesus seems to have been perfectly at home there. He was no killjoy. He rejoiced. He shared in the happy rejoicing at the wedding feast. Now, I wonder if there's a wee message in there for us. Many of us sitting here are old enough to have remembered Hogmanay's in the past. When you sat at it, watching the television and who was there, Hogmanay by Hogmanay, but Ricky Fulton and the Reverend I am jolly. And his line, I'm that happy. His tone, his demeanour did not match his words. And maybe too we remember folks about churches who shed gloom wherever they went. Later this morning, we're going to celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion. Think back. Think back to the session, all dressed in their dark suits and black ties. And yes, they were all men then. And the rules and regulations often imposed by the session clerk. All done for the best of reasons. All done to ensure that things went just so. William Barclay, in his commentary on the passage we've read from John's Gospel, well, he shares some quotes from a great Baptist scholar, C.H. Spurgeon. And Spurgeon wrote, Sepulchral tones may fit a man to be an undertaker, but Lazarus is not called out of his grave by hollow moans. And I know brethren from who, who from head to foot in garb, tone, manner, necktie and boots are so utterly personic that no particle of manhood is visible. Some men appear to have a white cravat twisted around their souls. Their manhood is throttled with that starch drag. And an individual who's no geniality about him had better be an undertaker and bury the dead for he will never succeed in influencing the living. He went on to say, I commend cheerfulness to all who would win souls. Not levity and frothiness, but a genial, happy spirit. There are more flies caught with honey than with vinegar. And there will be more souls led to heaven by a man who wears heaven in his face than by one who wears a fierce expression in his looks. Well, the language of these quotes may be archaic, as Spurgeon died in 1892. 
but I think there's a lot we could take from them today. And today we are going to celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion. And yes, when we celebrate communion, we are remembering the last meal that Jesus shared with his disciples. And when we go from the Last Supper, we journey to the cross, but we travel beyond the cross. We journey beyond the cross to the glorious light of Easter, to the resurrection of Jesus. Surely that has to be something to celebrate, to be joyous about. And today's passage reminds us that Jesus was present and is present in the everyday celebrations, in the joyous celebrations of things. And this wedding, well, this wedding, it was in a little village. It was an ordinary couple celebrating their big day. So Jesus' first miracle was performed for an ordinary couple in an ordinary village. It was an act of kindliness. And when we show understanding, and respond with simple acts of kindness, then that's one way we have of very clearly showing that we are followers of Jesus. And as we've heard, Jesus turned the contents of these six very large stone water jars into wine. Now, that did not mean that some 200 gallons, 200 gallons of wine would be drunk. What it did show was the absolute generosity of Jesus. He made sure that there was enough and more for everyone and that it was good. And today when Jesus' grace comes to men and women, there is enough, there is more than enough, there is enough to spare for all. No wedding party on earth could drink 200 gallons of wine, but no need on earth can ever, ever exhaust the grace of Jesus Christ. For there is a glorious superabundance in Christ's grace. And what John is telling us here is not something that Jesus did once and never again. He's telling us of something that Jesus is forever doing. Remember the feeding of the 5,000 and the 12 baskets left over? But whenever Jesus comes into someone's life, there, is, there comes with him a new quality, a new quality that is like turning water into wine, water into the very best of wine. Without Jesus, life is dull and stale and flat. With Jesus, life becomes vivid and sparkling and exciting. For Jesus, Jesus comes into our lives. He comes into our lives to change them, to change them, to change us once and for all. His love, his grace is endless. His love, his grace, is life-changing. This morning we've heard of the first recorded miracle of Jesus. And shortly we're going to gather around the table, figuratively if you like. But we gather around his table to do as he commanded. This do in remembrance of me. So let's just take a moment to reflect in some words on Christ's journey. On Christ's journey from birth to the Last Supper. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became a human being and lived among us. Of him, John said, I baptise with water, 
but he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. The next day, Jesus called the disciples, Andrew, Simon named Peter, then Philip and Nathaniel. Two days later, there was a wedding at Cana to which Jesus, his mother and his disciples had been invited. Come, all you people, come and praise your maker. Come, all you people, come now and worship the Lord. One day, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread and they had only one loaf with them. Jesus asked them, do you still not understand? Are your hearts hardened? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000 and the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many crumbs were left over? We cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come, all ye people, come and praise your maker. Come, all ye people, come now and worship the Lord. Another day, Jesus and his disciples were hungry, so they began to pick ears of corn. When the Pharisees saw this, they condemned him, saying, it is against our law for you to do this on the Sabbath. Jesus replied, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy life? What does the law require of you but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God? Come, all you people, come and praise your maker. Come, all you people, come now and worship the Lord. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and he raised a piece of bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples. Then he took a cup, gave thanks to God and handed it to them and they all drank from it. My body given for you, my blood poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Come, all ye people, come and praise your maker. Come, all ye people, come now and worship the Lord. Amen. During the sacrament of Holy Communion, we'll have the opportunity to say together the words of hymns 650 and 651. So you might wish to look these up after we sing our communion hymn or before and keep your finger in the place. But wherever we have gathered, this is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. It is to be made ready for those who love him and those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here for a long time, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come, not because it is I who invite you, it is our Lord, it is his will that those who want him should meet him at his table. We stand, if able, to sing our communion hymn, number 685, for everyone born a place at the table, hymn number 685.
We've made our offerings for the work of the church and as we leave, there's the opportunity to give to the disasters emergency appeal for Afghanistan. So let's now ask God's blessing on our offerings and bring to him our prayers for others. Let's pray. Lord God, we've made our offerings of money for your church. With our money, we offer ourselves for your service. We have given or will give to the appeal for Afghanistan. Bless all that we offer and grant wisdom to those responsible for using these gifts. May they be used to share love in a practical sense in Afghanistan and closer to home, we pray. Lord, we pray for the church, your body and ambassadors, to which you have committed the ministry of bringing people to you. Grant us grace to live as light and salt in your world, that we may be effective witnesses for you to our family and close friends, in our neighbourhood and our town, in our nation and the world at large. Help us to commit ourselves to pray earnestly that your kingdom may come in our community, nation and the world. We pray that your church will stand firmly in your word. We pray for all our ministers and spiritual leaders, for wisdom and grace to proclaim your truth without fear. We pray for our Queen and her family, which like so many other families, face challenges and celebrations. We pray for our political leaders in our town, in Scotland and in the United Kingdom, that they may be endowed with wisdom and a longing to serve you faithfully. Grant them integrity, we pray. We pray for your protection upon our leaders. The winter period is particularly challenging for the poor in our nation. Thank you for our social support system that is in operation, for the NHS and our care system. We pray for those in need throughout the world. Especially today, we pray for the people of Afghanistan and for all affected by the aftermath of the volcanic eruption in Tonga. May we continue to be an extension of your love to those who are in dire need. We pray for all who seek to serve and care for others, especially now as many are self-isolating. Comfort those who have lost their loved ones. Grant healing to the sick. In a moment of silence, Lord, hear the prayers from the depths of our beings. May we all have the assurance of your ever-abiding presence. We thank you because you will abundantly exceed all that we ask or think. Hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. As we've gathered around the Lord's table, let us hear once again the story of how this sacrament began. On the night on which Jesus was betrayed, he sat at supper with his disciples. While they were eating, he took a piece of bread, said a blessing, broke it and gave it to them with the words, 
This is my body. It is broken for you. Do this to remember me. Later, he took a cup of wine, saying, This cup is God's new covenant, sealed with my blood. Drink from it, all of you, to remember me. So now, following Jesus' example and command, we take this bread and this wine, the ordinary things of the world which Christ will make special. And as he said a prayer before sharing, let us do so too. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Sovereign Lord, gratitude, praise, hearts lifted high, voices full and joyful, these you deserve. For when we were nothing, you made us something. When we had no name and no faith and no future, you called us your children. When we lost our way or turned away, you did not abandon us. When we came back to you, your arms opened wide in welcome. And look, you prepare a table for us, offering not just bread, not just wine, but your very self, so that we may be filled, forgiven, healed, blessed, and made new again. You are worth all our pain and all our praise. So now in gratitude, we join our voices to those of the church on earth and in heaven, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord Jesus Christ, for us you were born. For us you healed, preached, taught and showed the way to heaven. For us, you were crucified. And for us, after death, you rose again. Lord Jesus Christ, present with us now, wherever we are, for all that you have done and all that you have promised, what have we to offer? Our hands are empty. Our hearts are sometimes full of the wrong things. We are not fit to gather up the crumbs from under your table. But with you is mercy and the power to change us. So as we do in these places what you did in an upper room, send down your Holy Spirit upon us and on these gifts of bread and wine that they may become for us your body, healing, forgiving and making us whole that we may become for you, your body, loving and caring in the world until your kingdom comes. Amen. Among friends, gathered around a table, Jesus took bread and broke it, saying, this is my body, it is broken for you. And later, he took the cup of wine and said, this is the new relationship with God, made possible because of my death. Take this, all of you, to remember me. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace. Your Lord comes to you, to me, in bread and wine. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Not an easy peace, not an insignificant peace, not a half-hearted peace, but the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ is with us now. Now, we can't share the peace in the way that we would like to, but we can sign it. We can share the peace in sign and in word. So if we remember, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you have put your life into our hands. Now we put our lives into yours. Take us, renew us, remake us. What we have been is past. What we shall be through you still awaits us. Lead us on. Take us with you. Amen. We're going to close this morning's joyous celebration with two hymns. We're going to sing hymn 675, Now Let Us From This Table Rise, and then we're going to follow that with 804, You Shall Go Out With Joy. So hymns 675 and then 804.
Christ, changer of water into wine, taker of the ordinary in our lives, transform us for his glory and make us extraordinary for his sake. Let us go out from here with God's miraculous grace brimming up inside us, taking with us that abundance of love and power to share it with everyone whom we meet. And the blessing of Almighty God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Mm -hmm.